it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the Rich Eisen Show. And that's what made the Dark Knight so special. It's because it's the it's the collision course of, of art and commerce. With guest host Ben Lyons. And Did you come up with that? A collision, collision course of art and, of art and commerce. Don't let the like, wrinkly zip-up hoodie from the car fool you. Wow. Earlier on the show, senior writer for Sports Illustrated, Chris Mannix. Coming up from the MMQB. Albert Breer, MLB on Fox analyst, Nick Swisher, and now, sitting in for Rich, let's put a smile on that face. Here's Ben Lyons. All right, Ben Lyons in for Rich here on a Tuesday. We got Nick Swisher coming up a little later. Very chill. Going to walk us through some mindfulness exercises, some meditations, <laughs> what he does to sort of keep things in perspective and stay even keeled. Um, and then uh, we got to talk a little Otani at some point today, too. He pitched six innings last night, gave up two hits, and uh, nobody cares. <laughs> it's so I sad. Mean, Guy went out there, pitched last night. And hit a home run over the weekend. Eh, nobody cares. They take him out and they immediately lose last guy, night. Guy sold 10,000 jerseys on Fanatics. Michael Rubin bought another yacht off Altani. <laughs> and uh, nobody cares. Uh, we're going to talk about Altani's future uh, coming up a little bit later on in the show. Plus, uh, you, you, were, you guys were telling me something was going around uh, on Twitter. The idea of your birthday plus the year you graduated high school and who the starting pitcher was would be the ultimate matchup to see if you can get on base to save your life? Yeah, I think it was uh, the best player who shares a birthday with you in Major League Baseball, and then the game one starter of the team that won the World Series the year you graduated high school. This is from at Grub. The best player born on your birthday has to get on base to save your life. Has to get on base. Could lay down a bunt. Could do anything. Could hit a, hit a double. Uh, and the, the pitcher he's facing is the game one starter of the World Series champs the year you graduated high school. All right, so this we'll, is we'll, so we'll, random. We'll, yeah, this is it's so random. Deep it just, down the rabbit hole, social uh, media, but we love it. Somebody threw this out there, and it just boom, pop went viral yesterday, and so we're gonna do it later. All right, we're gonna see what uh, my matchup is coming up a little bit later on in the show. But right now, joining us from Monday Morning Quarterback Albert Breer to talk all things NFL, and let's start today with TB12 visiting the White House. Cracking jokes with Joe Biden. Any thoughts on uh, Tom Brady, who looks fantastic out there in the uh, D.C. sun? Uh, what are your thoughts on the offseason Tom Brady's having and his sort of state of mind as he heads into defending his Super Bowl championship, Albert? I think he's in a good place. I mean, I, I think, you know, last year was tough for him for a number of different reasons. You know, there's the injury, of course, but also, 
you know, I think leaving a place that he was in for 20 years, learning new teammates, learning a new system, learning a new coaching staff. Um, and now, I mean, like, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like the idea that he's got to prove anything is gone, right? Like, so I think he's in a really good place where he can just go out and play football. And I'm telling you, like, I, I felt this way all along. Like, um, you know, I know some people think that, you know, maybe he'd be seeking some sort of fairy tale ending to his career or whatever. The guy just loves to play football. He loves to compete. And I think, um, you know, the fact that, you know, the story now is solely that Tom Brady going back to defend a championship and, um, you know, and, and, and getting to go out there and compete for another year has him in a really, really good place. Um, you know, again, like I think a lot of the storylines of last year, you know, now a lot of those have melted away. Well, the storyline, Albert, going into this season, I think, would be, can Tom Brady repeat? Can the Buccaneers go back-to-back? Does he have one more left in him? But that doesn't seem to be on everybody's top of mind here in July as we head into camp next week. And it's all about Aaron Rodgers, and it's all about his status with the Green Bay Packers. Report coming out, turning down an offer to become the highest-paid player in the NFL. What does that say about his future in Green Bay, and where do you see him playing football next year? I mean, quite honestly, I don't think it tells us anything we didn't already know. Um, you know, the Packers were out there. I talked to Brian Gutekunst, the GM for the Packers, right before the draft, um, or right after the draft, about it. And, um, you know, like they, the, the Packers have never had an issue with the idea that they might have to adjust Aaron Rodgers' contract. Um, you know, because he, you know, played at an MVP level last year, actually won the award. And, um, you know, and, and, and the market has moved in his position significantly. And so, yeah, I, I don't think the contract was ever the issue here. Um, I think the issue was communication. I think the issue was the approach the team's taking. I think the issue is what Aaron Rodgers wants um, the last few years of his career. I don't think it was ever money. Now, I mean, you know, would it help at the end of the day um, if the Packers showed commitment to Aaron Rodgers monetarily and – showed you're our guy and we're not pulling the rug out from underneath you um, and, and going to Jordan Love prematurely um, in, you know, what they put in front of him contractually. Yeah, that would help. But, yeah, I don't think that that's the money. Again, that's about, you know, the commitment to Rodgers and where the organization is going to be and how the organization is going to operate over the next couple of years. Albert Breer joins the show, senior NFL reporter for the Monday Morning Quarterback. Ben Lyons in for Rich, the Rich Eisen Show. But Albert, it would seem to me that if Aaron were solely focused on winning and wanting to find the best situation that gave him a chance to go to another Super Bowl, it would be in Green Bay, where he was a half away at home last year from going to play for another Lombardi. But if it's not about money, it's not about winning, what is he asking for? What does he want? Well, so I think what started this was the communication issue and the fact that he found out about, you know, Jordan Love and his interest in Jordan Love while they were on the clock. Like, I think that, that you know, I think that basically sounded the alarm for him, and, you know, made him feel like right or wrong that he was on the clock as the quarterback of the Packers. Um, you know, and I think that, that there's a sort of undercurrent of that um, in their relationship since. And so I think it's, you know, the relationship between Rodgers and the front office, I don't think it's so much the coaches, but the relationship between Rodgers and the front office was strained by that. You know, and then I think the other piece of it, um, and I think that this goes for a lot of the quarterback movement over the year, um, is what happened in Tampa. And, you know, it's not just that Tom Brady got an operation built around him. It's not just that the Bucks are building on his timetable and with 
um, you know, certain sense of urgency is that it worked. You know, it's that, like, I think for guys that were knocked out of the playoffs last year at that position that are older, they're looking at it and they're saying, give me some of that. And, you know, I, I, I think not only do they want it because they want to have organizations centered around them, um, but I think they also want it because they know that's what they're up against in, in having to get past the Buccaneers the next couple of years. And so I think for your Russell Wilson, for your Aaron Rodgers, for even a Matthew Stafford, part of the reason there was case rattling this year at the quarterback position is because of um, you know what we're seeing and where the sport may be going now. And you can call it the LeBronization of the sport um, if you want. And I would argue that Aaron Rodgers and great situation right now in green Bay um, to go and win a championship, you know, but I can also see where other quarterbacks want what Brady has and feel like they might have a tough time competing with an organization that's operating on the sort of short timetable that the bucks are operating on. I'm glad you mentioned player mobility is what I was going to ask you next, because I feel like the NFL has done a lot to try to prevent players, star players from changing teams in the prime of their career it becomes difficult. It gets played out in the media. It gets stretched out for a long time. The NBA's had a lot of success with it. I think it's it's inspired an entire generation of fans to follow players and not simply their local teams. Do you think that this Rogers situation will be a watershed mark moment for the NFL moving forward, and we'll see uh, more fluid player mobility, especially at the quarterback position? I think. Um... I think you used the wrong word there. Um, you said especially the quarterback position. I think to some degree it might be only the quarterback position. Um, and, I mean, well, you know, with rare exceptions for players that are considered, you know, sort of generational talents at their spots. Um, I don't think a lot of players can pull this off. I just think it's too hard to make money in the NFL. And I think too many guys are in the spot where it's, you know, if I can find a way to make money, I'm going to do it any way I can do it. And, I don't want to rock the boat because my earning power is fleeting. Um, you know, the NBA and the NFL are different that way in that NFL players' careers last longer, don't last as long, and um, they're going to have a harder time finding their way to the top of the market just because there are more NFL players than there are NBA players. They're more replaceable than NBA players are. And so, you know, I, I think you, you might see more players try this, and I think the I think the the issue though is that there are very few players that have the leverage to pull it off. And you know, really, the guys who have the leverage to pull it off are guys who have a lot of money in their bank accounts. And they're the kinds of guys where teams can look at it and say, "That's the kind of guy that I'm willing to go all in on and give up big time draft capital to go and get." And so. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that you could see more of it at the quarterback position and maybe a couple other spots um, where, you know, players are valued at that level. But I don't think that this is going to change the way business is done in the NFL for, say, your, 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 just your normal, really solid, even Pro Bowl linebacker or your really solid Pro Bowl guard. I think if there is change that comes from this, I think it's going to be sort of reserved for the elite of the elite. Albert Breer joins the show, the Monday morning quarterback. Ben Lyons in for Rich. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Devastating news for Rams fans out here in Los Angeles, Albert, with the news coming that Cam Akers, running back for the Rams, has torn his Achilles. Suffered a torn Achilles while training, and he's going to be out for the season. How does this impact the balance of power, not only in, in the NFC West, 
but also in terms of a real threat to Tampa in the conference because I go through a lot of these rosters and now I add the Rams to the list, Albert. A lot of question marks on these teams uh, with Aaron's status in, in Green Bay in question, of course. I, I don't know who the real challenger is to Tampa in the conference, especially now with Akers going down. Yeah, and I, I think I think the way you want to look at this um, is, yes, he had a chance to be a really good player, but if he was going to be what he was last year, I don't think the drop-off from Akers to Daryl Henderson is that precipitous where it's going to change the fate of the season. Now, if Akers were to become what the Rams thought he could become, because there's a ton of untapped potential with Akers. He's a high school quarterback. He played behind a really, really shaky offensive line in college. So the whole thing with Akers is always there's going to be more there eventually. He's going to grow as a tailback and eventually become more. So if you're talking about what the Rams thought Akers could become, which, I mean, isn't that far off from what they had a few years ago when Todd Gurley was in his prime, then, yeah, I mean, like you're losing a lot. But if you're talking about the player you had last year, I actually think Daryl Henderson and whatever they have depth-wise can at least approximate it where the threat of the running game is there. And that's such a big part of Sean McVay's offense is the threat of the running game opening everything else up and the marriage between the running game and the passing game. So um, I think it takes away the superstar potential that the Rams had in the backfield with Akers. But if you're talking about just what was last year, I think they can find a way with what they have in-house to approximate what they had last year. Albert, oftentimes throughout history, the team that loses the Super Bowl struggles to even get back to the playoffs. I don't think anybody's thinking that with Kansas City heading into this season. But when you look at the Chiefs and as they regroup and try to make another postseason run, what's the big storyline you're paying attention to with Kansas City as we're about to get things going? Yeah, I just think it's, you know, as much as anything else, um, the changes in the offseason and, and revamping the offensive line. I mean, that's the big one. You know, um, they went through a similar sort of rebuild before they won the Super Bowl on defense when they added Tyron Matthew and, and, and Frank Clark and, and really kind of gutted that group and started over. And they went through some struggles early on on the defensive side. They eventually got there, but it just took some time, right, like for everything to come together. And they've done you know, a similar sort of overhaul in the offensive line this year for what happens in the Super Bowl after the injury issues they had at the tackle position and bringing in Orlando Brown and Kyle Long, drafting Creed Humphrey, um, you know, I think making all the changes that they've made up front, bringing you know, um, Laurent Duvernay Tardif back. Um, you know, I think they, 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 the hope is that when you get to December and January, that that group is going to become the sort of team strength that was a couple of years ago. Um, but I think anybody knows about offensive line play will tell you that that can take some time. So, you know, I think what I'm most interested in watching with the chiefs, and I know it's a boring answer to this question. I mean, they're good. They're still good in a lot of different spots. I think what's really interesting here is sort of where that offensive line is in September and October. And if that, could wind up affecting, you know, where they are from a seeding perspective when we get to the playoffs. Because I do think they will get to a point later in the season where they're just fine at those positions because they did bring in a lot of good players. Senior NFL reporter Albert Breer, kind enough to join the show. Monday morning quarterback, we appreciate the time. I hope to meet you in real life. I feel like I've talked to you on the radio 20 or 30 times over the years. 
Perhaps we can uh, hang out face-to-face in, in real life yeah, sometime. Hopefully. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we can do that. Hey, uh, I want to send my well wishes to Rich, too. Get well, buddy. Uh, we all can't wait to have you back on. Absolutely. Sending a lot of love to Rich, and we appreciate you making some time for us, Albert. Thanks so much, man. All right. Thanks, Ben. Albert Breer joining the show, giving us little updates on all things Kansas City Chiefs. Of course, the status of Aaron Rodgers, TB12 at the White House, player mobilities. Interesting, he's talking about it at the other positions. And I think of Odell Beckham, and he's moved twice in his young career, probably going to move a third time. Julio Jones, are we going to see Metcalf move? I think it's good for the league to see these star players in the prime of their career change teams. It works for the NBA uh, maybe it'll work for the NFL. Something else I want to chat about next. Um, sports have gone global. We know that. Star power is international in a way in the United States that has really never been before. How can the NFL keep up with the current trend in sports? We'll get into that next. Plus, we got Nick Swisher calling in. Going to talk all things baseball and meditation and being chill and relaxed and totally chill. Uh, ben Lyons in for Rich. It's the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. You are the commissioner of baseball. I make you commissioner of baseball right here, right now, to start off. What what do you do? Nothing that anyone would like. <laughs> Why would you say that? Uh, because they're not going to like my ideas. Instant replay's over. Why? Who cares? Because if you see it at home, you need to use it, right? Why Why do we have a, a balls and strike umpire? Do we, we don't need that. We can easily do that with GPS. Why is he there? GP, well, okay. Why is he there? Why don't get rid of him then? That you might actually happen. That might actually happen. And then what do you have? A that, robot, it, a robot, yeah, I guess. Or yeah, there's a there's a value to charm 
my friend. There is a value to it that we right. sometimes ignore. Uh-huh. Okay? So, replay's gone. Out. Replay's gone. I do kind of like replay, but it bothers me. <laughs> See? A designated hitter is gone. So, why? Well, I mean, Because that's not baseball. The, one of the essential, one of the great principles of baseball's democracy of talent and physique. This is what makes baseball very special. Right. Democracy of talent and physique. Everybody plays. Plays it. Okay. Everybody. Right. So the little shortstop, the slugging, uh, left fielder. Uh-huh. They're all, everyone's welcome. Right. It's, it's democracy. Okay. And, and pitchers hit homers sometimes. Now, that's true. Now, that's true. I mean, that the moment Bartolo Colon went yard was like, yeah. that should have been a national holiday. Yeah. Should, should we have gotten rid of that? That's, but people can't accept perfection. That's the problem with human beings. <laughs> they can't go, this is fine. Leave it alone. Right. We got one decent thing. Just leave it alone. So why can't you have uh, a designator in one league and, and one in the other league? You, you, you don't have it's a- nine against nine. Right. Everybody on the field plays the game. Mm-hmm. And the game is you hit the ball and you catch the ball. That's the game. And in terms... There's no specialization. <laughs> right. Okay, let's put up a different hitter in this situation. Mm-hmm. No, everybody... That guy... In the, you're, not on, you're not in the field. You don't get to hit. Period. So we we're, we're, we're got rid of instant replay. Instant replay. Designated uh, the, hitter. Yeah, is there... You got a third? You got, um, that, you got a... What do you think of just the intentional walk? Like, just you go to first now. No, don't like that either. Why? It's fine. How much time are you saving? <laughs> About 10 seconds. I mean, it's 10 seconds we yeah. can all save. It's like when someone texts you the letter K <laughs> instead of OK. What are you doing with that time? Or thanks. Are you going to add that up and so you can watch an 11-minute mm-hmm. YouTube video of a skateboarder bouncing his nuts off a railing? <laughs> Is that what we're doing? Someone's texting me T-Y right. instead of thank you. T-Y. I'd like to bounce your nuts off a railing. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. The show rolls on. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. About 40 minutes away from a very calm, chill, collected Nick Swisher. Very low-key. Like, is he prepped before, like, he's on Swisher? He doesn't have to. I mean, maybe he crushes 17 Red Bulls. <laughs> yeah, by prep. <laughs> that's exactly? prep. I mean... No, like, the, what does he? What does Swisher do? Like, before he knows he's going to be on, I think he just like looks he, in the mirror and has a conversation with himself and gets himself fired up and jacked up to like run through a wall, yeah. the, <laughs> the wall of life. Could you imagine him in the? I would love and if, I would pay a million dollars to have seen him before a World Series game in, like, sitting in. Locker room, you're sitting there. Swisher's getting ready. He's getting amped up. He's and getting you know fired he's up. Out of his mind. You know he's out of his face. He's, t- he's big face. energy. Derek Jeter's just sitting there thinking. You know, it's like right. exactly it's thinking 2009. Are we going to win? Right. And, and like, he's got this guy bouncing off the wall. Like, <laughs> We're in the World Series again. Oh my god! The greatest, thing, the greatest thing Swisher did that I wish more players in baseball would do is that when you have an opportunity to introduce yourself to the fans. Uh, center field, Mike Del Tufo. Left field, Chris Brockman. Right field, TJ. Hey, what's up? It's Swish. I'm playing for the Yankees. This is awesome. Thanks for coming to the park, guys. Get home safe. Ow! Like, he really would do that. Like, yeah. Take advantage oh. of the moment. Oh, so good. 
Nick Can't Swisher. Wait, Nick. He'll call up in about 40 minutes or so. Absolutely. Also want to remind you, the one night when the whole world comes together, the world's biggest show on the world's biggest stage, the Olympics, the opening ceremony of the Tokyo Olympics, Friday, this Friday, 7.30 Eastern on NBC. My wife actually danced in the closing ceremonies of the Salt Lake City Games. Whoa. So, uh, yeah, we got a little Olympic connection in the family. Um, I'm very much looking forward to the Olympics, and it's a reminder of of the global stage that is sports, and and we get so lost in the sauce of what's happening here in America. But if you take a look at what's happening in the American leagues, not the American League of Baseball, but the American professional sports leagues, Mm -hmm. the biggest stars aren't from here. You got guys from all over the world who are defining the next generation of stars in their sport. Look at the NBA. Tonight we're going to see the coronation of Giannis, kid from Greece, came from nothing, comes to America, falls in love with Milwaukee because they have smoothies. Literally, it was like, this place has smoothies. It's amazing. Doesn't go to Miami, doesn't go to New York, doesn't go to L.A., stays in the heartland, builds a life for himself, for his family. Now he's on the verge of winning an NBA championship. Multiple-time MVP, doesn't come from here. The best player in the NBA this season doesn't come from here. That's Nikola Jokic. This man was filmed getting dragged around by a a, a horse in his hometown of Serbia (laughs) after the season. He was like plowing the fields back in Serbia after the season. He has insane brothers. Insane brothers who are ready to throw down in the (laughs) NBA playoffs. Those guys rip. And Jokic is going to be a star from Serbia on the scene now in the NBA. And arguably the, the best young player in the NBA, Luka. Luka's Luka, not man. from here. No, Luka Doncic has been playing professionally against guys smoking cigarettes at halftime since he was 14 years old now. <laughs> R.J. Barrett's from Canada. Another Embiid's international stud, right? Exactly. Joel Embiid. The guys who are defining the culture of the NBA aren't all from here. Right. Major League Baseball, we saw the All-Star Game. Yeah. Second time that a Japanese-born pitcher has started a Major League All-Star Game. Hideo Nomo was the first, and Shohei Otani is the second. I saw a stat today, Shohei's stuff on Fanatics is selling through the roof. All his memorabilia, all his hats, jerseys. Number one seller on Fanatics since July 1st. You've got Vlad Guerrero Jr., Canadian-Dominican, hitting home runs in the All-Star game, winning the MVP, hit two more over the weekend. Best slugger in the game. Father was a baller. Father could rake. Not from here. The NFL, I can't think of any of these, any foreign-born players who are huge stars who are defining the future of the league. I know the, the NFL does a great job of promoting the sport internationally. The London game has become a thing the Jags probably have a better winning percentage in London than they do in Jacksonville. That's true. But the game goes to Mexico City or Germany, and they try and take it different places. But I can't think of any foreign-born NFL guys who are really setting the league on fire and have become the, the talk of the sport. And I don't know if that'll hurt the NFL long-term 10 years down the road when guys like Giannis and Otani and Luca are household names here in the States for young sports fans. There's a whole generation of kids in this country who want to learn Lithuanian like they, they, because of their favorite NBA players. You know, uh, I remember when Porzingis got drafted to the Knicks. I was looking everywhere for Latvian restaurants in New York. Like it just makes you have a larger worldview when you can connect to these players who from different parts of the globe. And, you know, the NFL is king right now. The NFL, of course, is the biggest TV show in the United States. But I wonder 10 years from now if that'll continue. Maybe the game doesn't grow globally the way that 
Even the MLS has embraced having yeah. foreign stars come here, Zlatan and Beckham and David Villa and getting young American fans hooked on soccer through the greatest players around the world. I don't know, something I like to kind of keep tabs on as we look at, you know, the, the world stage and how sports grows. And you look at the NFL and what they're choosing to do to grow the game, getting Peyton Manning in the booth now. Mm-hmm. Big news, of course, ESPN announcing that Peyton Manning and Eli Manning are going to be part of this simulcast now for Monday Night Football. Interesting way to grow the game. I don't know what that does to the broadcast on, on traditional television with Brian Greasy and Steve Levy and, and Lewis Riddick. And that feels like a real X's and O's NFL show. That feels like if you love football, if you want to dissect nickel defense and corner coverage and what are they going to do with the slot and motion, let's turn on those guys. That seems like what the hang is. Yep. Peyton and Eli goofing on Twitch, or I don't even know where it's going to be broadcast. Is it ESPN2? Is it the Ocho? Yeah, is who it knows? Somewhere yeah. digital, somewhere else. Um, that's going to be maybe. a much different experience yeah, that maybe plus, cannibalizes yeah. the audience a little bit, but I don't know. I think I'd rather tune into Peyton and Eli than, than the main crew on Monday Night Football. It's going to cannibalize the audience a lot. But either way, they got them in the mouse house. Either way, if they're watching on the, the, the Peyton stream or the yeah. Steve Levy broadcast, the end of the day, they're watching uh, on the mothership, so that's what they want. True that. Yeah, I think more. It's it's just got to be to drive viewers to to plus to ESPN plus to the app or whatever. But I just think if I'm on that main broadcast, it kind of just rubbed me the wrong way. Just in terms of like, I know you were trying to get Peyton Manning on the Monday Night Football booth forever, but like, why would you do it at our expense? But I, think this is, I don't think this is at our expense. I think this is actually giving us the best Peyton Manning we could see as a broadcaster. Because he could easily slip in there, put on the shirt and tie and the jacket and right. give you some analysis and try to like Trojan horse a joke in every once in a while. But this platform allows him to really kind of take the wheels off, uh, off the track and just go nuts and just have fun and be different. And he's such a great improver and he's such yeah. a quick wit. You don't want to see him trying to play a sportscaster. I think it's a great opportunity. I think the all-time greats, the super goats, when they retire, they got to change the game a little bit with how they enter that next phase of their yeah. career. I mean, I think what D. Wade's doing, nobody's loving retirement like Dwayne Wade. <laughs> this guy's out wine tasting on the North Fork of Long Island. He's hosting the Cube. He's on TNT. He's doing a great job, I think, in his post-playing you know, playing career. But the, part of the jazz. Yeah. Bought part of the jazz. That's right. I forgot about that out there supporting the team in law. And what a long-term play from the jazz ownership group to try to get Donovan Mitchell to stay long-term. Like, Hey, we know Dwayne Wade's your mentor. Uh, He bought some of the team now. Chestnut checkers. Stay here. We'll move off Rudy Gobert. Don't worry about it. Um, but I, th- I think it's a great opportunity for Peyton to to kind of take his career somewhere. And what he's done as a broadcaster, we all enjoy. I, I don't want to see him doing a bad Phil Sims. I don't want to see him doing a bad yeah. Tony Romo. I want to see him doing his thing. Ben, to, to, to go back to what Chris was saying, and I get what you mean. It's great for Peyton and fans of Peyton. But if you're Steve Levy or one of the other guys, you know that you're going to be judged by your ratings, right? right. And so, yeah, that's fine. Peyton can be Peyton. But you are taking away from people potentially watching me who are definitely now going to flip the channel, go to Plus or wherever, and watch Peyton. So I can understand, like you said, how if you were one of those guys on the normal broadcast, that's probably got you a little heated. Hey, that, yeah, that was just kind of my point. Like, if you're, it just gives 
more ammo to the trolls who always point to declining NFL ratings and this is down and this. And, you know, I mean, look, a lot of that has to do with the game. It has nothing to do with the broadcast team. But if you are on the broadcast team, you're trying to do your best. And when you're competing on your same network, your same platform against the Manning brothers and then whatever XYZ celebrity friend, famous person, Hall of Famer they happen to roll in, like if Snoop shows up one day, like yeah. you said, TJ, suddenly it's Snoop, Eli, and Peyton. That's a wrap. Oh, what, what broadcast oh, are man. you watching? That's a wrap. Yeah, but, but, hey, I'm uh, I'm Human Resources or the talent department at ESPN. I can say, hey, Steve, would you rather be back in Bristol doing Sports Center highlights or you want to go call Monday Night Football? I know there's going to be some people yeah, watching course. the yeah. Peyton Manning yeah, sure. stream as well. Well, this is a great. He say, you know what? This sounds like a pretty good game. Yeah, he's not yeah. going to quit, obviously. No, but no. still, you're still you can't be that. Like you have to be a little worried that people aren't going to tune in to watch you. But but Monday Night Football, I think we're all of a generation where we look at it as this you know crown jewel of American television, and we think of Howard Cosell, and we think yeah. of all the iconic moments, and we think of you know Brett Favre throwing all the touchdowns after his father's passing, and all these moments that really defined. Not only you know our love of football, but also our connection to a larger you know American community on some level. The way people get their content and information is totally different now. And to those points about the Nielsen ratings going down, of engagement on television or the ratings going down, it's just a dated metrics. Well, guess what? The Twitch numbers are through the roof. The TikTok numbers are at an all-time high. There's more likes on social media than there were 10 years ago. So the metrics has changed. The scoreboard's changed. So let any of those trolls, Brockman, say, hey, nobody's watching the games. Well, guess what? Everybody's rewinding Odell's catch a gabillion times. So the engagement is there. And I just think, you know, we're at this shift in media. And I enjoy talking media and how sports are documented and covered and, and, and presented to us as fans. And I think, uh, you know, we just have to kind of change the scoreboard and say, okay, well, maybe we're not watching the game on a traditional Monday night broadcast, but we're watching on our phone. We're engaging on Twitter. We're seeing highlights across your Instagram. And I think that's a new metric or a way to quantify if something's a success and grabbing a hold of the zeitgeist. And I don't want to watch Peyton Manning up there being stuffy and having to be corporate and not do his thing. I want to see him letting it rip in the words of the great. Yeah, no, and I think that's the point. Right. We all do. So I, what you're saying is all yeah. correct. Like, we understand this. Fine. But just getting back to the Steve Levy's of the world, just that particular person, that particular crew has to be feeling a certain way. For the rest of us, you're right. We know that, you know, numbers are down because, you know, we're watching on our phone. We're watching later. But... You know, if you're calling Monday Night Football, like you said, and that is held in high regard, you're. You, I would say, don't worry, worried. guys. You're going to be on in a lot of airport bars without the volume on. Don't yeah. worry. You'll be on in a lot of gyms where people will read what you're saying. But the They're thing not about that is, like, why have the regular traditional broadcast at all? If you really want to shake things up and change the game, then just have this be the broadcast. Right. You don't need, I mean. But the, the NFL is not going to go zero to 100. The NFL is no, going to take I, I a totally long time that. to and ramp ESPN's it up. And that's not understandable. going to do it either. But let's kind of ease our way in with, okay, then we're trying something new. Like, we're going to have the first all-female broadcast Major League Baseball game soon. And that is incredible. And that's kind of where what I'm saying is like, let's just try it. Let's, let's maybe go a week where we just have one broadcast and it's Peyton and his brother yucking it up. Tonight, tonight for game six of the NBA Finals, <laughs> would you rather watch Mike, Jeff, and Mark, or would you rather watch 
a whole crew of, of your favorite former players hanging out, telling stories. Vince Carter sitting there talking about what I it was like that. to guard yeah, guys. I, I, I like the I'd college football the championship when they have that those secondary. I watch yeah. those all the time. I think it's great. Like for watching for that instance, secondary stream when the, when the show the the match I'm sorry happened. Now you know we all know like I was definitely in the Colin Morikawa this weekend. And so I, I had my from Kenyatta Flint Ridge, yeah, the mechanic, the so, mechanic. Yeah, you tell the story better but, than I can. But yeah. a lot of people who aren't really as <laughs> on golf as I am, you know, they probably didn't watch. But the match when you had that match with the celebrities and you had the the announcers calling a golf competition differently. That that to me would help draw people, and it, it definitely had to have helped draw people. Look, a diehard so. football fan's going to watch the broadcast. Maybe you'll have your second screen open now. You'll have if you're watching at home, you'll have Steve Levy on television, and you'll have Peyton and his brother and Eli on the on the uh, on on the computer, and you'll have the two screens going. Right. I think that's the thought process behind it. Maybe they'll they'll push back and forth a little bit to get it going. But I think this simulcast stuff's here to stay. Yeah. I don't yeah. think it cannibalizes the audience. I think the audience just finds the broadcast they want to watch. Now you get yeah. more options as a fan. Nobody ever turned on a game just for the broadcaster. You've turned off games because you don't like the broadcaster. But no one says, I was not going to watch this game, but I just love the analyst, so I'm going to exactly. give it a watch. I'm a big Don Cricky guy. You know, I, <laughs> so I, I, I don't really I'm care who in. wins the game, but boy, when they put Booger in that chair I mean, and they yeah. send him down the sideline... I gotta watch yeah, that. that. Blocked my view. I wasn't. A, I wasn't happy about that. So, I don't know. An interesting. Uh, interesting. And and you gotta think too for ESPN. Just getting Peyton Manning. I mean, Peyton Manning was oh, definitely one of those. Oh, Remember when Shaq retired and he had his press conference and he said, "My agent's taking calls. Like I'm open for business." No Monday, ESPN yeah. Turner, who wants to cut the check? Yeah. It's like Snoop when he does like the Kings or he does like the he, he sits in calls and all that game. stuff. He's amazing. Yeah. No, Snoop, Snoop has a talent that no other celebrity, no other athlete on earth has. And it's a reason why he stayed relevant for so many years. Snoop has the incredible superpower of making sense in every single room on earth. <laughs> That's so true. If Snoop were there today with Tom Brady at the White House, he'd oh. be like, okay, cool. <laughs> Snoop loves there. football. Like, That's great. He's there. I don't know. <laughs> if Snoop presented at the Academy Awards, he'd be like, yeah, he was great in training day. Opposite Denzel won an Oscar for that role. Like, okay, sure. He's at the Oscar. Oh, he's at the Kids' Choice Awards and the High Times Awards? Oh, sure. <laughs> he's out in Vegas at whatever award shows they do out in Vegas? Sure, Snoop. Makes sense. And then he has a Pee Wee football game after, of course. Yeah. He's going to be hosting an Olympic show on Peacock, yeah. which is amazing. I did not know that. Is that oh, true? Yeah. Yes. Kevin Hart. Yeah. You know why? Because that makes sense. Exactly. Right. It makes sense. Snoop and Kevin Hart. Seriously, did you ever? The, he did the Kings game. It was amazing. They, yeah. they, the they put him in the booth. It yeah. was. Just, it was amazing. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are hosting an Olympic show for Peacock. You're like, what? What is that? That's Snoop. Sure. Snoop. I mean, it makes sense in the room, does no, it? No. I, I can makes sense in every, every room yeah. on earth. You're really right. I said this a few years ago. At this point, if you don't like Snoop, that's just a you problem. Yeah. Why like, me? That's a you problem. Martha Stewart. Eh, throw Snoop in the mix. Makes sense. <laughs> Cooking show. <laughs> can he make true. a wreath? Like if you had told me in ninety three, ninety four when the chronic came out, that in two thousand twenty one Snoop would still be as relevant, I would have been like more relevant. More relevant. relevant. You're right. Like your mom knows who Snoop is. Yeah, she didn't know back in No. My mom knows who Snoop is because she found my original C D of Doggy Style and broke it. (laughs) (laughs) Warning explicit lyrics. Yeah, I told these guys a few months ago my mom caught me listening to a hundred miles and running, NWA. I left it in my stereo and I went to work 
And I got home and my mom and my aunt Danzy were sitting there and I got a lecture about because my mom went in the room and it was in there and the headphones were plugged in and it was a skit on 100 miles. Oh, running. yeah, you're done. And oh, man, you're I done. got I got lit up when I got home from school. Any, any young hip hop fan who's been forced to hide music from their folks knows it'll it's the skits that do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the skits yeah. that'll get you. Yeah. yeah. But man, Snoop, what an inc- I can't think of any other celebrity who has that talent to make sense in every single room. If. I wasn't able to make it tomorrow, and somehow this show got Snoop. You could do three hours in here talking sports, and it would make total sense. It would make total, total sense. sense. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. You mentioned total the White sense. House Correspondence Center. Hey, you know, Snoop hosted. Oh, yeah. Hey, Snoop, Jim, Jim, Kramer's out, Jim Kramer's out today. We got Man, Snoop in here giving uh, business <laughs> advice. Yeah, sure. Sounds great. He's an entrepreneur. It makes total I sense. Mean, Snoop's in the WWE Hall of Fame. Snoop did a flying body press on AEW Wrestling a few months ago. Like, he's just... He, he found the way, man. It's incredible. incredible. Sometimes we might even be courtside of the NBA Finals tonight. Why? Because he makes sense in every room. Like next why to not? Jimmy Goldstein. It's yes, why not? Jimmy Goldstein and David and Bakhtiari. The and the bishop as well. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Oh, man. We got Nick Swisher in 20 <laughs> minutes. He makes sense in a lot of rooms. Not as many rooms as, as, as Snoop Dogg. But something tells me Swish has crossed paths with Snoop Dogg in oh, their 100%. travels. Whoa. Snoop's uh, like a, a human Swiss Army knife now. He just... Fits in everywhere. Fits in, it's really, it's really remarkable. I can't think of a scenario where you're like, mm, it's kind of weird that Snoop was there. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Jeff Bezos is going to space. Snoop's like the next yeah, if Snoop Jeff, Bezos, yeah, if Jeff Bezos is had Snoop, Snoop on the rocket. You'd be, like, yep, you'd be like, yep, totally. Snoop Dogg's in space. Makes sense. He's my communications guy. Hey, it's the 4th of July hot dog eating contest. And let's go to Snoop. our correspondent, Snoop Dogg. Incredible. <laughs> like, literally. Incredible. I want Snoop Dogg interviewing Joey Chestnut after. <laughs> no, interviewing the Gronks after they win our sports brother, Snoop our sports family. The sports family oh. eating contest. Yes. Oh, God. With the holidays, the yeah. Gronkowskis, the Watts, the, Jones. oh. the Joneses. The Joneses. You'd be like, oh, that makes sense. Makes Snoop sense. loves sports and he's a family guy. A sports Perfect guy. guy. <laughs> Who loves sports and family more than Snoop? <laughs> And that other stuff. And who's had some snacks while they've had, uh, you know, <laughs> exactly. he knows about snacks. Too. Grilling. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Not where I thought the show would go today, wow. but I'm happy it did. We just Lions singing the praises of Calvin Brightus, man. We got Nick, uh, Nick Swisher coming up in about 20 Push. minutes or so. Ben Lyons filling in game six of the NBA Finals tonight. Will Giannis and the Bucks get it done, or does Chris Paul have something in his bag of plant-based protein we'll find out it's ben lines building for rich the rich eisen show what it do is your boy big snoop d-o-double-g coming at you live from los angeles and my dj dj mikey d d is in these nuts Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, world. This is Big Snoop D-O-Double-G, a.k.a. Coach Snoop, reporting live from the Broncos' secret location for interviews for The Rich Eisen Show, as only I can deliver. So roll with me as I push through all of these other media to show them who is the number one in getting these questions asked and answered. Rich Eisen, we about to take over, baby. Peyton, uh, Snoop Dogg from The Rich Eisen Show. Can I get a 50% discount on Papa John's pizzas when I'm in the state of Colorado? Absolutely. Absolutely. Snoop, Snoop, come holler at me, man. One time for my break. What up, Yair? Nothing much. How you doing? I feel feel to be back home, baby. Feel great to be back home, man. I heard that you don't lose when you at the house. That is true. What's your record at the house? Maybe like 90 and 0 (laughs) since Pop Warner, so man, I've just been doing it. You know I play with you on Madden, right? Believe that. You my man. (laughs) I'll never help you. I'll leave you over there one-on-one all the time. All the time. (laughs) 21 reasons, boy. Believe that. What's your speed like? What's your 40 time? Uh, the 48 probably. Oh, yeah, you fast. You be catching running backs from the back. I'm like, Wolf! The Wolf is on the loose! They're like, who is do you feel like some of those games that you played in as a kid prepared you for this moment, planning those different states against that different competition? Yeah, uh, you know, I think, you know, that, that time I went to Florida, you know, my mom, she actually told me to tell you how she, uh, you know, she wants to write you a letter because it changed, it changed, you know, it changed it my changed. whole view. Yeah, and she was like, I want to thank Snoop and all this other stuff, but it definitely helped me and prepared me to, you know, get get to this level. But tell her I said, you thanking me right now by planning the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm proud of you, boy. Make us proud. Much success to you, boy. Much success to y'all, man. Go get it, dog. So there you have it. All access. The original. The genuine. The one and only. D-O-double-G. We about to go to Hollow Smoke Business down the street with the Panthers. But in the meantime, in between time, let me count the ways. Oh man, Snoop D O Double G. I mean, the greatest. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen show, and uh, Snoop's that dude who just makes sense in every single room. It's like it's this, is like that, and like it's this incredible. Center. And you think of like the great American celebrities of the last thirty years, mm-hmm. who's been relevant since ninety one. He's he's on that list. He's, oh, he's on, on that, that list. Hundred Ben Lyons in for Rich Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. That list of celebrities from 91 from the first NBA Finals that I truly remember being emotionally invested in. Mm-hmm. 
Snoop Dogg is on the list of most iconic, relevant American celebrities, right? There, Tom Cruise, Shaquille O'Neal, who's had it going since '91. Well, I mean, Snoop didn't really hit the scene until like '90, what four, right? Yeah, yeah. Three, okay. '94. All right, some of us are just, you know, I guess a little ahead of things when it comes to music, <laughs> but that's fine. Uh, yeah, so what? The first album dropped in '93, '92, '90, yeah, somewhere around. Deep there. Cover was when '92. I believe that was nice. Yeah. So, Tonight's man, tonight. 30 years of this dude. It's incredible. I mean, it's nuts. I love, love Snoop. Um, Deep I, cover, though. I'm glad you brought that up because when that song, when that soundtrack came out, when that song hit and oh, we yeah. all heard Snoop for the first time, it was like, yo. The black and white video, wow. the White Sox hat, the whole oh. thing. Snoop, what a life. Um, <laughs> what a life. Deep what cover on the incognito tip. He's in Corona commercials right now. Like, what's <laughs> happening? He hosts... And those Corona commercials, Joker's Zoe wild. Saldana acts like they're friends. Like, hey, how are you, Snoopy? Hey, Zoe, what's cracking? You like, said acts like, why wouldn't Zoe Saldana yeah, and Snoopy exactly. be friends with that? You, you met her on, like, Planet Pandora or something? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Crazy, there's some going around social media today. Uh, I saw, I think it was at Red Sox fan or somebody tweeted this out. The, uh, this yeah, some this weird rabbit hole for diehard baseball fans like us to go down where it's your, the, the greatest baseball player who is – who shares a birthday with you, if they have to get on base by facing the starting pitcher of game one of the World Series the year you graduated high school, would that player get on base? Yeah, do you live to see tomorrow? Your life life depends depends on on the best player from your birthday reaching base against this Now, the only celebrity birthdays I know I have, I got Matt Damon. Oh, good one. I got Matt Damon. I got my sixth grade math teacher, Mr. Schumann. (laughs) Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's about it guys that's about it wow so you, i don't really know if i have any baseball players who who share a birthday with oh me. man uh i looked yours up okay and it is not good <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna get to first base yeah. i'm not gonna live I, to see I, tomorrow's I, show I, I don't think because so game one uh let's see so game one of the world series the year you graduated high school i graduated in 2000 part of the class of 2000 and the Subway Series was that year. It was Mets yeah, Subway Series. Yankees, of course, win that. That's yeah. Andy Pettit. Game one. Started game one. Mm-hmm. And your birthday is? October 8th. October 8th. Okay, so hold on a second. So, so. Andy Pettit is on the mound. Andy, Hall of Very Good, Andy Pettit, right? Hall of Very Good. Yeah, Hall of Very Good, Andy Pettit. Uh, let's see. No, I'm blanking. I you had it. Oh, you got the graphic? Just throw the, throw oh, the graphic up. So look at that. On look, Peacock. Look. Oh, Donnie Bush. Donnie Bush. Donnie Bush against Donnie Bush. Andy Pettit. An intergenerational matchup. <laughs> the analytics on Donnie Bush was that uh, he never faced pitchers who only pitched for a living. He faced lots of milkmen as well as insurance salesmen. Uh, hit, hit 228 against insurance salesmen. <laughs> Donnie Bush. So Donnie Bush. Do didn't you know, face anybody who didn't look like Donnie Bush? Do you know when he played? I, I don't know. I don't do you know, know when any, he I don't played? Know anything about Donnie. Donnie Bush was born October eighth, obviously eighteen eighty seven. Wow. Okay, five six one forty. Played for Detroit. He starred in the American League from nineteen oh eight to nineteen twenty three. Led the led the league, led all of baseball and walks for four straight seasons. I guarantee you by the end of today's show, I will have an email telling me everything about Donnie Bush from my father. My dad's obsessed with this new Bill James book that has like oh, nice. the history of everything that's ever happened in baseball ever. He was ever. third. His, his uh, best season uh, came in 1914 oh, of when, course, he, was, when of course. he was third in the league in MVP voting. Uh, he finished right behind Eddie Collins, 
Sam Crawford and home run Baker. Now, uh, players in the United States didn't go participate in World War One like they did World War Two. So I wonder just how the news of the war impacted Donnie Bush in the back half of his career. What are we talking about? By the way, in 1914. This is why you go down the rabbit hole with baseball and you get these guys. And get, exactly. Who, who's, who do you have, TJ? Who was born on uh, your birthday? I mean, I got to be honest. I, I I had Jose Rijo and, and, and Nomar, and I got really nothing there. Wait a minute. That's <laughs> actually a great no, matchup. Wait, 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 Jose Rijo started game one of the 1990 World Series with Chris Sabo on the hot corner with Todd Benzinger at first. Great team. Barry Larkin. Uh, Eric Davis. I love those 90s Reds. Tom Browning. Oh, yeah. Look, TJ, as a fellow member of the 723 Club, we are riding and dying with Nomar. Hey, so I graduated high school. Nomar. I graduated high school in 1998. So I'm going with Nomar. And then game one, 1998, was Boomer, David Wells. I mean, okay. oh, so I wonder. I, these guys actually faced each, each other many times. times. I bet you Nomar's so, got a pretty good uh, yeah, career so against Nomar, a career 313 hitter. Against David Wells, though, 276. So just talking about getting on base, I like my chances. David Wells, one of those mythical figures in my life growing up in New York City when we were old enough to start going to the bars or at least old enough to start trying to go to the bars. It was always this legend of David Wells. He had been here the night before and bought everyone shots. Or, oh, he's across town right now. Let's get in a cab and go see if we can see David Wells. Legend on the field and off the field as well. Del Tufo, who do you have for your birthday? Uh, uh, and if you can grab it, it's terrible. Yeah. I'm, I'm dead. It's, oh, yeah, it's you're, not, you're not living. It's like no. Richie Ashburn versus Jack Morris. Now, I don't really remember Detroit Tigers' Jack Morris. I remember him, of course, years later in the World Series uh, with, with Minnesota. But he was nasty in the mid '80s. Yeah, Jack yeah. Morris was but the man. So he's now, the, he's now the best pitcher we've seen. Just to throw this out, like your guy Richie Ashburn is in the Baseball Hall of Fame. He played from 1948 to 1962. He had a couple of DC. I mean, obviously a lot of great seasons. He's in the Hall of Fame, but he was third in the Rookie of the Year voting in '48. Okay, had a couple of great seasons where he was seventh in MVP voting in '51 and '58. Six-time All Star. Two-time batting champ. Played for the Mets. We got to figure out what what Rich's combination is. Rich's birthday with the year Rich graduated high school. We got to look that up. Yeah, stand by. So Rich was born uh, June 24th. So in terms of, let's see, Major League Baseball, uh, his all-time great player would be Billy Nash, (laughs) who played... From 1884 to 1889, <laughs> Billy Nash uh, always had to be tested Five for years. sheep testosterone. <laughs> he was uh, if he was on the sheep or not. Short career. And when, when did Rich known for drinking a bottle of Jack on. Daniels in between innings? Right. I'm 84. I'm 55. So Rich would have been like 88 or something, maybe? I'm going to say 88. Or 87. 87, 88. Must have been tough for Rich going to high school in a decade where nothing great happened. Nothing sports yeah, in America, Del Tufo. I mean, in case you're just really tuning into the show. In our uh, very uh, thorough pre- a hot take. In our very thorough prep meeting where we go through all these notes. Yeah. That uh, one was in the garbage. So if, if Rich was, said that nothing great happened in American no, sports in the 1980s. Great. I said we are not. Didn't pay attention to the 86 match. So if Rich graduated sports. in 1987, the Twins won the World Series that year in seven Whoa. in seven games over the Cardinals. That would have been Frank Viola pitch game Ooh, one. Oh, for the Frank twins. Viola, I love to yeah. change so, speeds. So, Serious mustache. Yeah, love hall. Another hall of very good. So go to the other year. Let's give him the worst of the two years. Let's see. <laughs> oh, so you want me to go to nineteen eighty eight? Let's go to eighty eight. So nineteen eighty eight, uh, as we know, was Dodgers 
Uh, oh, yeah. Dodgers uh, A's. Oh, yeah, 1988, a World yes. Series in the, in the decade that wasn't really exciting yeah, or iconic or didn't you. inspire an entire generation no, of fans they, in Southern California people, for 30 years before another one. What are you talking about? I told you the ends of the, the, the bookends are fine. The Olympics, the Olympic team winning, 88, 89, you start seeing like San Francisco's getting good. Dallas is so you're getting You're okay good. with all that? Yeah, I'm fine. So basically, and your problem that, is 1987 wasn't exciting enough like for the, you. Like in the middle years, it's known for movies and music. That's it. <laughs> well, well, had Oakland uh, won a <laughs> Dave Stewart pitch, but Tim Belcher started oh. game one for the Dodgers. Oh, oh, ben Lyons in for Rich. The Rich Eisen Show rolls on. We've got Nick Swisher coming up next. I'm sure he'll be very chill, very low-key as always. Namaste. Coming up next with Swish. <laughs> Rich Eisen Show. Man. This is a really fun game. It is a fun game because it tests your baseball knowledge and you go down the rabbit hole. I like doing stuff We're in the one-hit wonders. Mets, one-hit wonder. Dodgers, one-hit wonder. That's what I'm trying to tell you guys. There was no iconic teams. I go Boston. How many many Stanley Cups did the Edmonton Oilers win in the 80s? Oh, you're like running three, out of fingers. Like four or five. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're running out of fingers. Yeah, the Islanders won a three. Yeah. I mean, I get that, but I'm saying you don't remember the 80s like you do the 90s Bro, and the just 70s. told you everything that's happened. I know. I'm just All right, let's I'm get on. Hold on. Let's I'm take sorry. this phone call because I want to do yeah. it with this guy. Go to oh. line two. Kendall in Texas wants to play the baseball game. Uh-oh. Oh, Kendall, what's up, Kendall? Kendall, what's happening? Go ahead. So my birthday is October 8th as well. October 8th, 1965, so I'm just a tad bit younger. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. Join the club. What a special fraternity yeah. of greatness. That's amazing. That, awesome. So I live outside of Houston, which is Cypress, Texas, and outside of that is this little country town called Tomball. Tomball, Texas. Weeks, Tomball, Texas. <laughs> yes, I've been there. The, the star heat player came from Tomball, Texas. Um, Jimmy Butler. And, yeah. Jimmy Butler. He played in Tomball. Anyway, I'm playing golf with one of my buddies. You know, we're all 50-plus years old. And he goes, hey, man, I'm going to see Snoop Dogg tonight. I said, Snoop Dogg? I was like, where? He goes, and Tom bought that burger joint that's outside. You said picnic tables everywhere. I said, you're not going to see Snoop Dogg. He goes, yeah, Snoop Dogg is playing at this place, and there's like 200 people with picnic tables and a burger joint outside. And I was just shocked. And he was right. I mean, he, showed, he sent me videos of it. It was like, you know, an afternoon of Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Makes sense in every room. Could, could be a local barbecue spot in Jimmy Butler's hometown in Tomball, Texas. Texas. Let me or tell it you. could be the Staples Center with Kendrick Lamar. Makes sense. Snoop in the room. We appreciate it, Kendall. There Thanks, buddy. He touches everybody. There it is. Makes sense in every single room on earth. It's a skill that, that no incredible. other celebrity, no other athlete has. It's remarkable. Remarkable. LeBron James didn't make sense sitting at a basketball game the other night. <laughs> With a bottle of tequila under his seat. His own tequila sitting there in very tight pants. He didn't make sense in a And he was man spreading like crazy. And that poor woman sitting next to him was just like <laughs> all like crunched in like this. It was nuts. Snoop Dogg with the greatest Hollywood Walk of Fame speech as well. He said, I want to thank me for believing in me, for always being there for me all these years. Tomball, yes. Texas, though. Snoop, Tomball. Yep. Sounds like a great time. Ben Lyons on the Rich Eisen Show. The show rolls on. 